Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. This week, I'm talking to a comedian who's absolutely smashing it at the moment, Susie Ruffle. I rustle up a brunch with some scrambled tofu, and she gifts me a tiny treat. I get pretty hardline about the presence of red root veg in liquid form, but that's nothing compared to when Susie reveals her temperature-themed nemesis. I accidentally say turgid. Apologies for that. Straight up. Now. I mean, I can't believe I said it. In a thing about eating, I said that word. There's some moving honesty about anxiety in relation to eating, and if Susie's answer to my final question doesn't make you hungry, small heads up, you're dead inside. I've made you a brunch. It's the morning brunch. time. It is. Um, Can so, I start eating now? Yes, please. Okay. Um, it's a vegan brunch. It right. is some avocado, some mm-hmm. wilted spinach, some sourdough, which I'm gonna. Oh, I like that tofu stuff. On, and it's scrambled tofu. So so the kind of the half warning, and then just some roasted tomatoes. Um, the half warning about the tofu is that um, it's no, it's a substitute in terms of protein for scrambled eggs. But mm. it doesn't taste anything like scrambled eggs. How much would it offend you if I put some chilli on that? No, not at all. Okay. I was really... Um, you were worried about how coquettish. Yeah. I was coquettish with the care. Also, I haven't put any salt in it. Because I've constantly been told off for overdoing that, so salt yourself with your Why own you salt yourself Himalayan pink salt. Oh, that's not mine. It's obviously my housemate Jenny Bead. Jenny Bead, I'm Jenny very Bede. impressed. She's that very, is... she's a bit of a foodie, is Jenny Bead. She, yeah, yeah. So look at this. Yeah, it's just her very lazy chopped red chilies. No, that's actually. I think my girlfriend brought that. Basically, mm-hmm. nothing is mine. That's what. That's nothing what you should know. Yours. Yeah. So usually on this podcast, yes. 
um, at the beginning, like this bit. Yeah. This is called the beginning. Right, um, okay. Am I, I, I understanding it so far? Yeah, I mean... Let me know if, let me know if I'm over-explaining. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, at the start we call um, it the beginning, what next? Yeah, we give, it, <laughs> we give each other um, something to eat or drink and you were oh, like... I'll give you a coffee, to... but I always yeah, something You've else. given me a black coffee, which is delicious. Yeah. Um, so Susie's left the room and come back in with a large ceramic pig... She's taking the head off the pig. This isn't going to be a David Cameron-y moment. <gasps> the pig's full of tiny chocolates. Oh, that. my God. This is amazing. The pig is full oh of chocolates. Oh, my God. This, my, when I was oh a my kid, God. my mum had... Uh, the ha- our house, our kitchen... This is I think, incredible. There's a Claire's fudge. I mean, have whatever you... Take a couple. I take one for the a road couple. later. I'm just really... I'm gonna. This is amazing. Oh my god! There's bickies. There is other. There are bickies down there. Yeah, there's bickies in there and everything. I want to forage into, in within the entire pig. I mean, you can have it after your breakfast if you want. Yes, please go for it. There's um. There's a fridge magnet in here, Susie. Uh, yeah, I know it broke, okay. and then I didn't want to throw it away, so I just. I was. Is I this tidied quite badly. Kind <laughs> of. Yeah. It just sounds disgusting, doesn't it? It's nearly Easter, so I'm going to take a cream egg twist. Go for it, mate. And we've got, and we've we're got, not alone for this podcast. We we've have got a cat. Thelma the cat. <laughs> See? Oh, oh. <laughs> you made a noise on cue. Perfect. There you go. Thank you. See, when I was a that child in the awesome. kitchen, mum had loads of like little ceramic pigs and the biscuit barrel pig tin mm. was another one. And I said to mum, oh, did you used to really like pigs? And she was like, no, but one person bought me a pig. And mm. it was almost like there was a rumour of like, oh, Anne likes things with pigs on. And then, and then all of a sudden... Every present that Anne ever got was pig-themed. Pig, pig-themed stuff. Oh, thanks for my sweets and my coffee. Mm, it's really nice. Is it one of those ones that's like a dust rather than granules? No, it's granules. Is it? Mm. It's really nice for granules. Just posh gran- gran- granules. I mean, that's what like posh, posh ones too good. Kenko, I think. Oh, I'm not posh, Kenko. that's the thing. People sort of assume that I'm... I've made you such a posh brunch. Such a posh brunch, but I'm really not. I'm sort of, just through this brunch alone, changing your class. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> upwardly mobile. Um, I think the trick was scrambled, sco- to- scrambled scrofu. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. Mm. It sounds like a scrotum, doesn't it? Yeah, let's, let's be honest. sorry, I'll never say it again. Please don't. I think the trick with um, scrambled tofu is uh, to put some heat in there if you can take it. I was a mm. bit wuss on that front. But basically it's like, so easy. Mm, loads yeah. of turmeric and uh, paprika. Turmeric, which is very good for you. Super good for you, apparently. Good for colds and I things. I can't remember. Oh, is it? Is that yes. one of the It's like an anti... Everything. Yeah, an anti-everything. Makes you less the racist. <laughs> yep, less racist and uh, less sexist. Yeah. How often do you go around other people's houses and cook for them? Um, well, I haven't done many of these podcasts yet. And there have been times where I haven't... I like... I did one that was a midnight feast, so I just had to take oh, around cool. some some packets of stuff because it just wouldn't be time to cook. Who did you have a midnight feast with? Katie Mulgrew. Oh, yeah, lovely midnight feast person. I took her some vegan chocolate that she hated. Cool. Mm. Are you a vegan? No, you're not, are you? Ish. Ah. I'm vegan-ish. You're vegan-ish. Mm. I'm not so vegan that I'm not accepting chocolate. your lovely yeah. Cadbury's cream egg twisted. Okay. You don't eat meat? No. And you're not... You... Are you I've recently stopped eating. Oh, you recently well, can't ask why? Well, yeah, I just couldn't get away from what it all is. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I was veggie for a bit before. And then, How far ago before? Um, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then I went back on meat. And, um, and I'd say, yeah, I haven't, haven't eaten any meat since this year. Oh, wow. 
Mm. Are you finding it? Yeah, it's quite easy, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's really easy. I think it's really easy to be veggie. Are you pescatarian-y veggie? Mm, I do eat yeah. fish, yeah. I think... Um, which I know is not really vegetarian, is it? I think the ways in which... The way, in the way in which I'm vegan-ish um, is mainly... Um, the way in still? which... Where the ish comes in is occasional fish and eggs. Yeah. And saying yes to that chalk. Yeah. But, I mean, I basically... Eat? Um, it's not out of a I really I do obviously really like animals I feel like I have to say that because there's a cat basically in my face yeah and she's but, um, yeah, she properly is actually she's yeah. got really lovely big ears she's got huge ears yeah that is one um, of the things <laughs> it's one of her uh, USBs yeah it really is I said it USB it's yeah and USBs. I didn't notice oh thank you so that's fun you never know they might also be used for that we don't know what's going on in the cat world no that's the thing it could be um, very black mirror <laughs> It's a new thing for me to worry exactly. about, isn't it? Oh, sorry, Susie. No, my um, cat's spying on me. I I really love animals, but I'm not I'm not vegan. I just need to stop him using the term. Uh, the reason I don't eat meat isn't to do with thinking that you shouldn't kill animals because I don't. So fuck them. the animals. Yeah. Fuck them. Yep. I mean, I don't want to make love to them. No. Um, I don't have a problem with killing animals per se. I don't have a problem with farming per se. It's just the sheer scale of it. You've got a sting, right? Yeah. Put that in here. This is a sting. This is a sting. This is me singing into a sting. Guess what food I'm rustling here? No, guess more specifically. Correct. Ready salted pombez. That was a sting. That was a sting. That was me singing out of a sting. I hope this is what a sting is. Yeah, that was Don't good. That's great. Did you like it? I really liked it, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I hope you just leave that blank. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all realise that you don't know what a sting is. I, and I'll have to have learnt by the time I make this episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and, and, but my issue, I think I have an issue with with ever using the label of veganism and I only learnt it once I accidentally started using it was that it it seems politically for lots of vegans to require absolutism which Mm. I'm not very good with absolute rules in any walk of life Mm -hmm. even so I gave up smoking in 2013 and I just had to say to myself you just don't smoke today every day for a few years yeah Rather than this is something you're never doing again, that doesn't mm-hmm. work for me. I find it the same in exercise. Like I have to be like, if I go, you've got fifty lengths left, I'll feel horrible about that. But if I just go, you've done fifty lengths, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. potentially do another fifty. It mm-hmm. just, I can't work in terms of huge lifetimes, huge expanses of effort in the future, mm-hmm. being how I see things. But yeah, so you said veggie because. Yeah, I think it's a similar thing, the sheer scale of it, mm-hmm. and the amount of waste, and mm-hmm. yeah, like, just the implications of the whole world, and the, you know, like, global yeah. warming, and different things that are happening, and how farming sort of has a little to do with all that as well. Yeah. I um, I read something that, um, I read something really recently, that if you are vegan just for a week, it reduces your carbon footprint by 75%. Wow. <laughs> It's insane, isn't it? Mm. But that's why I think any. Does that effort... mean that I can fly more? <laughs> yeah. Can you offset Obsess- yourself. You're onsetting your carbon footprint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, well, I, I um... genuinely do think as well that one of the reasons I went vegan is just out of guilt for having spawned. One of the worst things you can do is add to the population. Yeah, but he's a very nice one. Mm. I like Rudy a lot. So far. <laughs> so far, so good. He has his moments. But do you think veganism step too far? Yeah. Well, no, no. I don't think it's a step too far. I think that I would 
I would need to be a lot more organised. Mm-hmm. Well. And I sort of live on eggs. Right, fair enough. You're like a fitness person. Mm, mm, some days. <laughs> fair I went, enough. I went to the gym this morning. That's amazing. I try not. I try to be quite thrifty with lots of things, and I'm I'm really thrifty with clothes. Like I I like to wear very nice clothes, but I'm very good at getting them quite cheap. Nice. Um, and so with fitness, you, it was you, one of the things. How are you doing that? Theft. Yeah. Because I mean, no, I wear um, I wear men's suits. And I can, and so, and men's clothes are much cheaper than women's. Not much. On the whole, men's clothes are a bit cheaper than women. Because I have men are, no idea, really. Because men will go, oh, that Brilliant. But you must have to get really tiny men's suits. Mm-hmm. And they're quite easy to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wear a suit on stage and I'll probably get the whole suit for like, I got one the other day for £45, a full suit. This is amazing. Mm. So I'm quite good with that sort of thing. And I'm like, you know, I have a little... ASOS thing when a sale comes out mm-hmm. but I, I tell you the reason for why is that I don't fit into women I like wearing a suit on stage but women's suits don't really suit me well I don't it's have really hard to get a nice cut one depending on oh I don't know well I have what? no boobs and no bum right is that what they're cut for they're cut yeah they're, they're I hate those short jackets with like the inny waist mm. I've got really short legs but I don't say it like that because I'm confident feminist so I say I've got a really long torso <laughs> but yeah I think if you've yeah, that was really yum. I you finished. kind of need to go. You kind of need to go it really in at the middle in some way for those tiny jackets. Yeah, and I'm sort of very up and down, and mm. so I just started. I went up. I was in a, the big chop shop, and I went upstairs to the men's bit, and was like, "Oh, these pattern suits are quite fun." Yeah, they were listed as prom suits, so they're definitely for oh, teenage wow. boys. That's amazing. Um, but then, although I wore one last night, and Josh Whitcomb said that I looked like a boxing manager from the eighties. Fabulous. Wait, I thought, hey, maybe that's a look that I want to. Work on. Yeah, I think take that as a compliment, Josh. Thanks. Yeah, I will. Josh now, Rickon. I'm going to do something. Yeah. Um, I can't have a conversation with plates still in front of me. This is so we've learned our first quirk. First food quirk, yeah. hate, and that's, that comes from my father. Really? He, he can't either. They've just got to be out, out of sight, out of mind. Precisely that. Well, I'm not, I won't leave filth in your home. I mean, I will at least load your dishwasher. That's absolutely fine. In your kitchen, I can see that you've got you've got a blender and a Nutribullet. The blender's is... mine. Okay. The and Nutri- what do you make in your blender, Susie? Ble- so blender or soup. Mm-hmm. Favourite soup. Most most frequent soup, because it's so easy, would be sweet potato with ginger and chilli. Can't go wrong. Can't Any go coconut wrong milk in there, or are you just... No, just a bit not of normally. Just a bit of vegetable. Would you put coconut milk in? I mean, it's decadent, it's extra fat, but it's blooming delicious. I would put a bit of creme fraiche in. Oh, there we go. Like serving, the same per- the serving the same purpose. Um, but yeah, so I I would do that. And then Nutribullet, I, have a, I, I try to have a smoothie. A day? No, it's usually every other. You said you weren't a fitness person. Well, or, I yeah, you are. You are. What do you have in it? Kale? No, no, no. I have um, a pear Yum. because they're really juicy, so you don't need as much coconut water. Right. Oh, uh, I'm not into that. No, a lot of people aren't. I love it. Okay. Um, so I will have a. Um, well, it's basically because my girlfriend has a really shit immune system, unfortunately, and so she she often gets sick, and so we try and have a smoothie. If she stays over. We have a smoothie in the morning because yeah. she's trying to be healthy. So we have banana, pear, apple. That's what we had this morning. Banana, pear, apple. 
blueberry. I won't put kale or spinach in. I don't like it. I don't like it green. It's just too much in the morning. I like it. I put spinach in your brunch. Was that okay? Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I don't like the drink being green. It feels a bit much first with my cup of tea in the morning. It's, it's brutal, like... isn't it? A green. I for me when those when those like veg basically mm. fruit and veg smoothies are too far is when you can taste carrot in it. Yeah, I can't yeah. bear the taste of raw carrot in a beverage or beetroot. No, that they are weird. I love those gingery. things to eat, even raw, not beetroot raw, but I don't want to drink a beetroot. A beetroot cooked when they come in jars? You can get a beetroot before it's been put in the jar, just out of the ground. Yeah, but there, is that... You can't eat it like that, I don't think. So you have to wife... roast it for an hour is that or boil it, it for 20 minutes. Right. I don't know what they've done to it when they put it in a smoothie, but I feel like it's in a lot of the purp- p- delicious looking it's purple really smoothies good for you. in shops. Yes. I grew some this year. Did you? Yeah. God, cutting that out. Because you gave me a a cream egg twisted thing, mm-hmm. um, and Easter's coming up, and cream egg feels like one of those things that um, people have, well, they've branded it, haven't they, to talk about like the way in which you eat it. But mm. is there anything that you eat in a particularly unique, methodical way? Um, beans on toast. Can't Ooh. let the beans touch the toast. You, my two-year-old has the opposite. If one bean is off the toast, won't eat it. Meltdown. I will right. eat it, but first we'll have solid forty-five minutes. So s- I like the beans self-harm. in the bowl and toast on the side because <laughs> I don't like my toast getting soggy. Is you have you got any sort of um, bean temperature preference? Oh, all of my food has to be roasting hot. Generally, right. I like Do food you, hot. What about burnt mouth burning blisters? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I learn quickly. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like food really hot. So does my mum. It's a real thing that we've. What about baths? Baths are like really hot in showers. Yeah. Everyone, I like baths and showers painfully hot, but I don't like to burn the roof of my mouth. No, I mean it won't be that much, but no. I just, I really, I really hate tepid food. <laughs> <laughs> My princess. <laughs> I don't think you're a princess at all. I just think it's a beautiful sentence. I really hate tepid food. Yeah, I think it shows that I don't have a lot of problems in my life, if that's one of my, <laughs> one of my big hates. Well, I like it when anyone has an emotional reaction to any food. Has any food ever made you cry? Um, I mean, I um, years and years and years ago, there was a certain type of salad that I made in X. And then uh, it was her, it was her favourite. What type of salad? It was. I mean, I can't eat it now, so it's fine. Chicken with um, like a, a, a homemade sort of uh, mustard, whole grain mustard, and honey dressing. Right. Um, and then a bit of creme fraiche on the top. I like a lot of creme fraiche. Mm. And um, and then I, and I made it for her when I was suggesting that we get back together. She came round. Mm. This is it's quite a long time ago now, so I'm sure I could eat it now. But she, um, it was it was her favourite, and so I made it when she came round in sort of my bid to sort of say I think we should give it another go. And then when she came round, she was coming round to say I, I don't think we should. <gasps> and so that oh, so then I just stopped making that food. Yeah, of because course, I was that's like, heartbreaking. But food itself making me cry. No, no one's ever given me. I don't in any way mean to make light of that. <laughs> Please do. I mean, it's absolutely fine. It was literally no, years ago. I just wanted to... <laughs> I'm not being very nice. I just... I wanted to ask whether... Like, genuinely after that time, because I know that... So smells give yeah. us insane recall. 
Mm-hmm. There's a Black Mirror that yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, uh, and uh, but aesthetically for that time of grief, which I think is what it is when you have a broken heart, mm. assuming that was the yeah, situation. Yeah. If it was enough to make you kind of upset, even remembering a nice meal that you'd make for each other, um, did even the thought of seeing that food, let alone it was the whole aesthetic. And then did it extend to like the stuff that was in the salad or was it only when those ingredients no, were in that salad? No, it was particularly so the way that like I made it. So walking I just past wouldn't... chicken shops and being like, oh! No, not at all. Not at all. But I had a similar thing with my... When my nan died last year, She her flat uh, was always... Too warm to be in, <laughs> standard, but, but, but lovely. Like <laughs> yeah. like coming like you know you'd walk in and immediately have to take all of your clothes off. Yeah. Um. And she was very smartly dressed, man, and she always looked very smart. And um, maybe that's why her... she did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, why is everyone in their pants in your house? Yeah. Oh. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um. She um. She would. Her house would always smell like uh, Sundays. Do I smell at rest dinner? That's lovely. And because um, she'd have, I mean, it's, it's a real fam- family trait. I mean, we're on food. This always seems to blow people's minds. My dad has about four roast dinners a week. What? So growing up, I was roast dinner isn't a Sunday thing. What? Four a week? That wouldn't be unusual. Maybe one I with just, a pie. Can I? It, maybe one with a pie. Like, rather than a roasted Oh, meat. I see. But you still get all the veg and spuds, but you're yeah. having a pie. Yeah, you You're might having an extra carb with the meat. Precisely, ultimately. yeah. So, can I... Let's get into this, then. I... By the way, <laughs> I'm sorry if you, you can hear that noise. Possibly My cat's playing with a ping-pong ball. Is that okay? I mean, that's absolutely fine. Okay, fine. I mean, all we needed to do is spell out what that was. Yes. It's interesting to think what people listening might have thought that noise was. Yeah, that you had some kind of background water feature. It is a very nice flat. I mean, you say that, but it is also in a sort of very sort of a roughish block. Do you know what? So we're in um, East London and um, well, East North East London, just quite Shoreditch. central. Yeah, yeah, Hoxton area. And it's the sort of place that I think you can tell from people on the ground floor with their massive like metal cages around their front yeah. doors that this place used to be very different to how it is now. <laughs> well, it's got... I really like it because it's got a real mixture of yeah, type of people exactly that live here. Yeah, exactly I am in Lewis. Yeah, so some people, I think, are here and they're sort of council residents and some people, like, need hay. Um, but it's a very mixed bunch, but I really like that. Me too. But, but anyway, I want to know so about, about these four roast dinners. Yeah. Um, is he cooking them? Is your dad cooking them? No, of course not. Who's cooking them? Your mum's cooking them. So when yeah, they you have a up, very trad relationship. Do they? So he goes when, out to tell me, tell me about you, your siblings, growing up with your mum and dad together. Yep, yep still together. Uh, still together now? Yep. Amazing. Uh, congratulations to them. To them, yeah. They've, uh, yeah. And to you. Thank um, you. Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with me. <laughs> or for you. Congratulations for you. Um, that's a lovely stability. Um, and so when you were growing up, your mum did all the cooking. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. like traditional English food. Yeah, very much really? so. And meat this is important. Yeah, like sausage and mash, meat and tooth bed, chicken chasseur occasionally, like a chicken casserole. Nice. That'd be a classic. From scratch, this stuff, though? No, that would be like a powder that you'd mix with a sauce. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, or like sauce out of a jar. Yeah, I know yeah. that I'm mocking that, but that would be... But it would always be really nice. And but then, the like, roast, like... Well, she could go the roast stuff from scratch. Yeah. I mean, that's work. That's graft. That Yay. meal takes graft. There's a reason why people know it as a Sunday... Yeah, mum would do that. Yeah, we'd always have we'd have a lot of roast dinners, a lot of like mum would make like a homemade um, shepherd's pie and that sort of Amazing. thing. Uh, but always very British food. I didn't yeah. have a lasagna until I was like, so I left home. 
Really? Yeah. Like 18? Yeah. <laughs> Did it blow your mind? I was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's, I fine. mean... <laughs> sure. <laughs> not that... I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have pesto until I was in my twenties. Wow. That sort of that was. I was like, well, this is amazing. Oh, but my mum thinks I have delicious. a very fancy tongue now. Well, <laughs> that's a lovely way of putting it. I, I mean, with um, with that sort of stuff, when you, I think when you're brought up on um, lots and lots of like English cuisine, yeah. like the best of English home cooking. Yeah. But then I'm surprised. Perhaps naively, because you can change your mouth over the course of yeah. a decade, I'm sure. But that you're into spicy stuff. Really into spicy stuff. Always? Or you, did you have to build up a tolerance? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I built up a tolerance slowly, but now I really like it. Because my boyfriend was brought up on English stuff, and he's built up more of a tolerance, but he still sweats if he has spicy knickknacks. Right, yeah, no, I wouldn't have that. <laughs> I wouldn't have that issue. But my, I think I probably was smashing knickknacks at school. Fine. Do you know what? You forget about that. Actually, you don't need to live like in an ethically interesting de- demographic. You, you just need access to Monster Munch to have had some yeah. powerful flavours in your mouth. Do you know what I mean? From a very young age. Yeah. So I'd say that was. It's <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you could have had a flaming hot Monster Munch. I yeah. No, wouldn't have, wouldn't have a problem with it. Okay. Blown your mind, no. You've absolutely blown my mind. This is amazing. Did you were you taught to cook when you were growing up, or did you have any interest in it? Uh, a little bit. Taught a bit, like by mum to do sort of like traditional English cooking. Now I'd often make sort of cakes with her, but I'm not very good at uh, baking. I'm quite good at cooking. I'm not good at baking. Just not my. I've got all of my nan's sort of handwritten little recipes for different Aww. things, which I really feel like I ought to try because she made really nice cakes and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'd sometimes help her, but I wouldn't say that mum ever was like, "This is how you do this." She'd be like, "Come and help me in the kitchen." She'd want a bit wow. of help. But yeah, I think I just taught myself to cook. Now the cat's sort of rumbling, rustling around doing things, just for the listeners at home in case you're wondering. stretching her claws out on something we can't see, but I'm sure it's fine. Under the sofa. And so your dad never did any cooking? No. And you weren't that into it then? into it a bit I think but I left home when I was 18 and so I yeah. wasn't it's not did I you teach yourself a bit when you were at uni did you go to uni I went to drama school yeah I'm one of them um, did you teach yourself to cook there yeah or actually was part of drama school a bit of not eating <laughs> <laughs> I think some people it was yeah. uh, less so for me um, uh, I yeah I taught myself to cook a bit I remember being terrified for years to cook raw chicken because people would be like don't get salmonella <laughs> too scared of Poison like rather than yourself. even just getting yeah. it not tasting right. Yeah. That's a big um, anxiety. That's a big anxiety rather than like, just even like, what if it didn't taste nice? No, no, it's like, what yeah. if I get really ill? What if I... <laughs> have you ever been really ill from food? Uh, I think I've had food poisoning once, yeah. I mean, it's Only once is it? quite impressive. Yeah, but I'm quite a sick... I, I'm less so now, but I was a very sickly child. Oh, why? I was one of those kids that was like always chucking up. Oh, no. And I'm still like it now, actually, less so as I've got older, but with booze. Oh, really? All through my 20s, I would always be ill the next day. My cousin, Holly, we call her Honking Holly, because she can't go on a night out without being sick. Does <laughs> she feel amazing the next day, though? Cause, like, no, she was absolutely no, dreadful. Really still dreadful. Well, it's no, she pointless. sometimes won't be so sick. So basically on... all the same hangover, but just with way worse teeth. <laughs> Luckily, she's got great hot, teeth. Hot, and but that she... rough, rough feeling in your throat. Oh, it feels like yeah. a sore throat the yeah, morning yeah, after yeah, a night we've heaved up. Yeah, Hello, she's um, she suffers really badly with hangovers. It's a real sort of family trait, but it doesn't stop us, which I think 
is what we should all really be shows on. true resilience yeah absolutely that's funny where I was growing up my um, dad did all the cooking even though he was only home at weekends he sort of really he, it was his space the kitchen Oh, really? And it wasn't until I was 11 and I lived with just my mum that I realised she was an amazing cook, but she, I think, had her wings clipped a little bit on that oh, front. Oh, right. It's a shame. Yeah. Do you like cooking for people now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I enjoy cooking. Um, I find it quite stressful to have, like, a dinner party, I think. So I was going to say, I don't get the impression that you're like, I love it. It's something that you do. I really, I really enjoy it, but I don't, have, I don't feel like I have that much time, ever. Yeah. And I think cooking something really nicely takes quite a lot of time. Yeah. It's a patience thing. Mm. Also, so, yeah, it's not that high up your list of passions and things you're driven, priorities in terms of time use. Not currently, no. However, I would really like one day to, if I, you know, if work was going quite well and I could have a bit more time to myself or I'm not driving all over the country, I'd love to do, like, a nice cooking course. I'd really like to learn how to cook. Any loved ones of Susie listening? (laughs) On the old present ideas list? Um, Yeah, like, be able to make, like, how do you make a great, you know, even like you know a great arabiata sauce how do you yeah, make it? like yeah. you know just things well like... do you know what there are amazing courses i did some when i was writing the hoovering articles for standard issue yeah, magazine yeah i put myself on some and i got gifted some yeah, yeah and some of them you only need like two hours yeah. to go and do like a how to make a perfect curry or um but then some of them you take a whole half day or an evening and you learn how to make a three-course meal and they're kind of less practical and useful but there are really pragmatic little courses yeah. <coughs> but like they're to... often for something a bit eccentric I did one like on how to make gyoza and stuff like that and dim sum. Oh, that's cool. But like, I did it once for friends coming around for dinner. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to pop out and get some wonton paper. and Yeah, like... totally right. Well, I'd like to be able to make a cake. Oh, I feel like I would like to teach you to make a cake. Okay, well then. But I'm not a super pro. I'm, I'm constantly Should on Should we there. do a part two of the podcast where, where you teach, I teach, to teach you to make a cake? Teach you to make a vegan cake. I feel like no, I should... that seems like an ass. Can I have a real cake? <laughs> Like it doesn't need to be like a steak cake, but can we have some? Can we have to make some butter and milk in it? Like I'm willing to go veg, but vegan does seem like a real. I can make you. Do you like carrot cake? Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you a vegan carrot cake that will blow your mind. Yeah, that sounds lovely. But I'd also like you to teach me how to make a normal cake, okay. and not one of those ones with. Rudy, that you'd get in like a box and crack an egg in and then put into the. No, box. I've then... never done those. Well, I have. I mean, not recently. Like, ha- like cake mix. Yeah, box of cake mix. I've I've been. I'm scared of them. Why? I look at that and go, oh, where's all my control? Oh, there's none. I don't. I can't bear the thought of using one of those. Not snobbery. I just. What? What is in it? Say scrum diddly umptious. Hello. And then you can be in my podcast. Do you have quite a lot of routine in what you eat? No, I wish I did. Do you? That's why I've always got eggs in. Right. Because I'm always going, oh, I probably should eat. Oh, right. Okay, I need, oh, God, I'm going to this gig and then... But I, I, I should be really a lot more, like, organised with my food. I wish I was, because then I think I'd probably be able to be a bit healthier. You are so healthy, mate. No, I am quite healthy, but then I will get sort of, like, chips after a gig. So food, so food for you is like a bit of an afterthought on top of everything else in life. Yes, but then I do really like it and really enjoy it and I try to be healthy. Yeah. I, generally, I usually have a really good breakfast debrunch yeah, yeah. where I try and I'll have my, like a smoothie and then... And then as the day goes on, it gets less and less yeah, high I up the really priority like list. Yeah, I crisps. <laughs> crisps are amazing. Favourite crisp? 
Uh, salt and vinegar walkers. Oh, a standard, yeah, a, a classic. Thing, you can't go wrong with a classic salt and, and vinegar walkers. And also, you walkers. know, and you also know... Cruncher, cr- crunch them. Have you ever sucked one? <laughs> no, I don't like that sort of... I don't like that texture, that texture. Don't, oh, this off. is... It's like the toast. We're back to the toast. Yeah, same with um, omelettes. If they're runny in the middle. Ooh, no. Really? No, yeah, can't bear What about that. a brownie with a gooey middle? Yeah, fine with that. <laughs> I think it's because omelette makes you feel like it's raw red I, and then I'm like well omelette with an omelette I don't the idea of a really hard omelette a solid well cooked omelette terrifies me that's what you're into no that's just somewhere in the middle mate <laughs> I tell you what an omelette is something that I make a just lot. like a turgid omelette what the, the, I, I don't <laughs> I've made myself wretch by the way just oh, you don't, don't say the word turgid what does turgid mean um, I like think turd? it means no 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 I think it means like um Swollen with water, but swollen with liquid. That's horrid. It's disgusting. But I'm, I, I have so omelette would be a classic go-to. So I'd yeah. See what I've got in the fridge: peppers, onion, bang, cheese, classic omelette ingredients, mushrooms, everything I've got. Chuck it in. Then sort of make my eggs. You can't see that Susie's doing some beautiful stirring mimes. Yeah, put a bit of milk in. Sure, <laughs> tip it in. Sure. Uh, then I'd wait for it to get a little bit hard mm-hmm. on the bottom keep sort of like wiggling it around oh it's a really specific mime I wish you could see it then it's more it's like an upturned ch- spoon it's a beautiful wrist action more cheese on the top more cheese on the top under the grill under the grill mate boom yeah oh, I feel like Darren Brown working out where you were going with that um, Velma the cat is now eating uh, drinking she's just head she's kind of ears Whole deep head she's ears deep water. in Susie's water yeah she does that a lot have you ever had like an unhealthy relationship with eating? Um, like at any point? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's always linked to my mental health. Well, I guess uh-huh. it is for everybody in many respects. When I've had uh, my heart broken, which yeah. has happened, I mean, once in a big way. When that happened, sort of uh, a bit, bit, bit more than a year ago now. A year, yeah, about a year ago, I couldn't eat. That's the only time it's ever happened. I couldn't eat for mm. about four days. Velma has now chucked Jess's chocolate on the floor because that's who she is in the world she's basically sort of stepping in there on behalf of true vegans she's also just letting you know who's in control this is very much I mean absolutely she's so beautiful she's a very cute cat Um, she's a curly cat yeah she does she doesn't really molt yeah so I would say then I was finding it really I just didn't eat and my mum had to come and thought, and I remember trying to eat a piece of toast and it making me gag oh, so I was just like I and that was after about four days and I and I think for about a, <clears throat> a month or two afterwards I would sort of you're pretty was tiny anyway so I bet especially myself. from the point of view of your mum it's quite scary yeah I would I wasn't say I was punishing myself per se I was just finding it very difficult to find any joy in food yeah it was very much just to sort of because I had to mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I I go through phases like that. So I'm someone that sort of gets... I've, I always have sort of low-level anxiety. Mm-hmm. For example, when you arrived today, I said, this thing happened last night. Do I need to worry about it, Jess? And you went, no. And I went, thanks, brilliant. I, I knew that you'd be a good person to check with. Um, <laughs> and I do that a lot of the time with my housemate, yeah. with my girlfriend, with lots of... With my mum. Yeah. And so I sort of have sort of always low-level anxiety just bubbling around. And um, I think that when I feel particularly anxious about... When it, when it becomes bigger anxiety, when it feels like it's not just sort of day-to-day feeling a bit worry that's when I find it... I, I can find it quite hard to look after myself food-wise then. Right. Not necessarily starve myself. I don't mean that at all. And so I think my relationship with food generally is quite good. But I would say that 
on those occasions, like I'd maybe have to force myself to have a banana just so I'd put something good in my body throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just not really thinking about what I was eating. Yeah. And like living on go-ahead bars and things. Like, you know, just yeah, like living yeah, on yeah. snacky just bars. Just existing, just surviving. Yeah. Um, rather than really getting any pleasure out of food. And I would say that it's generally always been sort of linked to that. I, oh, I mean, this is quite dark. But I'm happy for you to keep it in. I remember mm. when I was a teenager, when I knew that I was gay, but I hadn't come out. Occasionally, I would have gay thoughts and it would make me sick. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's quite dark, isn't it? Um, yeah. But it doesn't... <clears throat> Just sick with worry. With worry. About what the consequences yeah, 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 of with this fear. will be. Yeah. <gasps> Oh. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I think I was having like, not not necessarily like a sexy dream, but just a dream yeah, yeah, in yeah. which I was being a gay person and I woke up and I immediately vomited. And I, and, like, and then having to keep that a secret from my mind out of being like, oh, no, 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 I just felt a bit ill in the night. Or and it didn't happen all of the time. It would just no, happen no, occasionally. No. Or, my love, the fact that it happened even once. Yeah, but I would... Just s- makes you well up. Can you, you imagine the that... future where children might not have to feel that? Yeah, well, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that's hope, the hope. Yeah, so I would say that that would be the... Um, that sort of anxiety. And I... that anxiety, do you think, about a society's... Or your family, or everything, or just, it was just where everything. the world was at. Yeah, then. it was just everything, and um, I just, I, I, I really didn't want to be gay, which is weird because now I'm a very, very happy gay person. Yeah. I'm very out on stage, and mm. <clears throat> I present as very yeah. gay. You know, I'm very happy to look a bit gay, look a bit queer, or look a bit other. Yeah. You know, not traditionally feminine, but then I like wearing makeup, and so I like to be somewhere between. Yeah. You know, girly and not girly, but um, I would certainly say that yeah, during. My teenage years, I found it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was terrified of what, what anyone would think, and why, what, 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 what it meant for my life, what my life, yeah. and also, you know, because often the stories of gay people on television aren't great. That's why mm. I, I think it's part of the reason that I do the kind of stand up that I do. That my stand up is very joyous. Yeah, because. It's not because I'm trying to. I'm not trying to be a role model or anything like that. I find the whole idea of that quite cringy. But I like the idea of being a positive gay person. Yeah, I think that's why Ellen's such a huge success. I yeah, love Ellen, but she's she's very much a force of positivity. And when yeah. I was growing up and realizing the gayness, who doesn't want to watch a kid dance? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's that kind of yeah. But I Sorry. think that when I was yeah when I was growing up and you'd like occasionally have like a film about being gay on Channel Four and it would always be about homophobia or AIDS. Mm. It was very seldomly, and then they lived happily ever after, if ever. Yeah. And that was that was boys. It would never be girls. I didn't yeah. really realise there were any other women like me. Yeah. For a, for a while, I was like, am I am I like one of the only people that's like this? Yeah. Because I know that Graham Norton. I became obsessed by like Graham Norton and uh, Lily Savage. Yeah. So Paul O'Grady's sort of yeah. drag character, because I knew that I was somehow like them, but not. I knew I was somehow other. Yeah. I guess. The fact that that would make you and also go into a kind of yeah where there's no real like there are there's a, there's a gay bar now yeah but there's Is not there? there's not it's it certainly wasn't I certainly wouldn't have been like I've got friends that are sort of my age now that the cats just <laughs> Selma's literally snuggling up to the microphone so if you can hear, that's her. Um, she's looking at you. She's looking at you, Susie. Bye-bye. Are you talking about me? I am. Yeah, I would say that... Uh, yeah, I've got friends that are sort of similar age to me now, and they would say, oh, yeah, I was out at school, or I came out when I was 15, but there would always be people that were from Brighton or Manchester Susie's, or London. Yeah. And whereas, you know, Pompey is a big place. It, well, it is a city, it's a big place, but 
it, it did. It wasn't there in the eighties. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't in the eighties or the nineties, and it was very. Yeah. And I felt very sort of isolated because of that. And I think mm. that that my relationship to you know that, that that sort of sickness that I would get. Yeah. But it's um. In the, and similar to that sickness that stops you eating with heartbreak and grief, which I yeah. think are the same thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the emotional yeah. reaction. I to remember it. Um, I had a heart. A, a big, big heartbreak, and um, a friend said to me, "It's like there's a hole. It's like there's a hole in you." Mm. Um, and she was saying it in the context of, "You won't believe it now because it, the world feels utterly yeah, de- yeah. devastated." But that hole will slowly, slowly close up, and then perhaps that's something to do with that because I've always had massive, kind of, some you know, never conscious effort, but massive. Sh- weight sheds after any weight yeah. uh, after any um heart or grief process because it, it just feels like you're it just feels like you're dropping food into an empty to an abyss yeah absolutely it's, not, it's pointless it's just to get through yeah the day, you yeah know? exactly and you don't even get that you don't know you're hungry till you get that feeling that feels like nausea doesn't it that kind of yeah fizzing yeah where you're like oh god i've been eating for ages whereas yes. for me that's the antithesis of my day-to-day yeah yeah I, absolutely. I wake up and think what can I eat Becky! Yeah. <laughs> no, whatever, I'm, you know, I'm similar I... to that if I'm in a good place. But yeah, mm. I think last year when I was going through sort of a, a quite a rough breakup and my nan passing away, I was like, I must have lost maybe a stone. Oh, mate, I you mean... only weigh four. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe just Since under. you went down to three stone. Oh, God. This has been amazing. Thank you. I've got one last question. Please it's do. long. I, I tailor make each question to each guest. Okay, hit me with it. It's ridiculous, but it's just the equivalent of a last meal question, but in a much more positive vein. This so is you're not on death row. <laughs> no, you're not. Susie, you're not on death row. Lovely. You're out and about. Sure. A bag of kittens is lying there. A lot of people can see it. You've heard a rumour that one of those kittens is probably going to be the first real cat to ever talk. It's lying there. There's an upended tank teetering very nearly above it. Loads of people are there watching it, but you're the only one close enough to save it. Some of those people are monsters, by the way, who don't even love cats. But basically, <laughs> um, <coughs> you need to save this this bag of cats. Um, and you, she is joining in. She is She's loving the story. Um, and to do it, you need to move faster than you have ever moved before. It's a good sort of three, four hundred metres away. You have to sprint that four hundred metres. Like you've never known. You have to jump over stuff. You have to do a few roly polies every yeah, now and again. Like a jet of fire comes out, or like a <laughs> rolling blade. No, at you that you okay, have to sure, dodge sure, or swerve sure. or leap over. And you get there and you get and you leap and you jump and you have to stretch your body longer than you've ever stretched it before. And you grab it and you just as the tank's landing, you swipe the kittens away and everyone's cheering and you've done it and you're a hero and you're going to go down in history as the saviour of the first ever talking cat and all its mates and brothers and sisters and um, it's the most amazing feeling in the world and your celebratory reward for all of this is the most deserved feast or food of your life of your dreams so you're you're like post you're high happy you're post kind of exercise you're hungry hungry and it's just the best day ever what are you eating right I'll invite my mum great sure Anne. Um, my, Anne, yeah, that's my mum and my girlfriend. Alice. Alice. Maybe my housemate, Ginny Bede. Yes, please. Velma. Velma's coming, the cat's coming. Well, I mean, if there's a talking cat there, she might learn something. <laughs> you can come if you want. Thank you. Seeing as you've sort of created it all, so you can come. This is amazing. I, no one's ever invited me, thank well, you. You're welcome. Right, 
Early doors, we're going to have a soup. Oh. Oh, we're going to start with Bloody Mary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, right. Lovely Bloody Mary. Oh, quite spicy. spicy. <gasps> Said it, make spicy. a wish. We said spicy at the same time. Did you wish for a Bloody Mary? Yeah, I did actually. That was all I could think of. And So uh, we'll start with that. Then we'll go soup. Yeah. Past nipple pee. <laughs> past nipple pee. I could go pee and mint or I could go past nipple and honey. I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. I love both. But I'm, I'm thinking pee and mint out of those. As a starter. So then I'd say... So if you'd asked me this six months ago, I'd have well, let's steak. do it then because this is the dream. This is no, the dream situation. I'm, not, I'm totally off. The only idea of right, me right. is making me feel a bit. Isn't it funny how quickly it makes yeah, you go? Yeah, yeah. The thought of it. So I'm going to say roasting it without the meat. Right. So I want potatoes, mm-hmm. but like done in sort of fat. Yeah, animal fat. But, hey, listen, I'm not Ooh. eating the animal. This so is let's... your dream situation. Forget so, about the morals. Some peas. Yeah. Petit pois. Petit pois, more peas, double pea in this dream meal. She's Loads a pea fan. Uh, then let's go Yorkshire. some cabbage, Yorkshire, Red cabbage. both. Um, I can have whatever I want. Nice. Uh, loads and loads of gravy. <laughs> I can have whatever I want. You loads can. and loads of gravy. Maybe some roast onion yes. in with the spuds. <gasps> yeah, loads of gravy. Almost too much gravy to the point where I go, oh, this is a soup again. Mm. Um, and then for afters, we'll have a little break. Yeah, have a little break. Yeah, do you want even a walk or no? No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Um, this is my this is my yeah, dream. Sorry, I need to shut up. Yeah, I mean you're making it embarrassing. And then a um, couple of ways we can go. Right. <laughs> Treacle sponge or custard, nice. I mean, there's no argument with that, is there? Absolutely lovely. Bread and butter pudding, big fan of that. Like an Italian one where they've been like, oh, we've got all of this panettone left over from Christmas. What mm. makes them uh, some bread and butter bread pudding? pudding? That's yeah, that. sort of the, the, the that would be nice. Um, yeah, I'd say that would be the... The pud selections. The pud selections. What are you drinking so- with all this? I mean, I know you've had a Bloody Mary pre-starter. Oh, yeah, but that that would very much be the beginning of the drinking. Mm. Um, let's go well, we're going roast so maybe like a really nice glass of red a mm. bottle let's go bottle come on you've got silly. a favourite type of red wine not fast I'm not I don't have a very sort of uh, sophisticated palate I'd say I do um, so I so yeah just a nice red not just too ra- heavy just around the £7 mark or £5 uh, if I was buying pound. it from a shop yeah maybe like 8 I mean this is your dream meal so oh so this would be it would be in a restaurant pounds. so yeah it would be like a nice bottle of fine maybe like a Malbec or something yeah and then you're talking bottom half of the list no oh, I've no, never I've never still been to the bottom half of the list <laughs> oh actually I have been a couple of times but that's always been when I've been with my more successful friends <laughs> they've got bottom half of the list I'm very much top three um Apparently, though, when you go to a posh restaurant, uh, the like the second one will yeah. be actually like quite a lot better than the first. Yeah. The second and third are the ones to... to if it's just for. like two quid in it, yeah. it will make quite a difference, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Then, um, and then afterwards, I might have... Unless, by the way, you're in Italy and just having the house red, because that is just the most incredible wine I've ever drunk. But they don't export it, so we don't know. You, only have, you can only have that there. But there, you might as well go Shall to the house. Shall we go? Yes, please. Okay. I'll teach you to make a cake there. Brilliant. So at least we've got something to do for the um, weekend. This sounds bloody delicious. And then can I have a like an amaretto after? Yes, with ice or not? Yeah, with ice. I like that with ice. Yeah. I'm so full, but you've made me hungry again. Good. Um, can I? And you've got your mum there. Can I ask where you're having this? Could be anywhere. Could be on a cloud. Oh, it can be. It can be in the little house that I grew up in. 
Oh. It was very nice. We had a big table that we'd all sit around. Had a lot of really lovely Christmases around there. Oh. And we'd play games and stuff afterwards. My auntie, my uncle, my nan. I love a game. What game were we playing afterwards? Well, we'd play something like... Even just something like Picture Me or... Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I was so hoping you'd say that. I don't think I've played oh, that for years. I love Geranium because yeah. you get the Pictionary in that. And get a little thing to model your things out. So yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, my cousin Jodie can come as well and my auntie. This is amazing. It'd be very nice. God, I can actually just really picture it and taste it. This is a spectacular nice. answer to that question. Good. <sighs> Cut forward and... Um, that um, delicious looking, I think it was a Celebrations, um, was it a Celebrations? Yeah, I think so. Um, Cadbury's cream egg bite type thing that Susie kindly gave me. I just didn't have, what, your hands up. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it's just because I was just thinking, uh, to be pedantic, Celebrations are Mars and cream egg is... Cadbury's. Oh, so it wasn't. So it's not Celebrations, it's like Heroes or something. Oh, it was probably a Hero. Yeah. That hero mini cabbie's cream egg bite mm. thing yes. um, that Susie gave me, I I just, I've been being relatively good, I think, I, well, I've just been being almost entirely vegan. I must have been being vegan. I just haven't had a day where I was like, oh, I just haven't eaten anything made of cow's bits <laughs> for a long time. So, um, so instead I've got my boyfriend Mikey to eat it. And you're going to talk about it now, Mikey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it was... What, what I feel weird about it is it tastes like nicer chocolate than when I when I just have like a dairy milk or whatever. Yeah. So I I prefer Galaxy, right? So I'm a Mars person as a rule. You've got very creamy, yes. rich tastes. Yes. Um, so sickly I, things you like. <laughs> yeah, as a rule, uh, alcohol too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So all uh, the does all the booze drinks designed for teenage girls are what my giant hairy boyfriend likes most. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I choose Galaxy over dairy milk it. every day. But there's something about the chocolate in that. I don't know if it's the, you know, the the fondant inside or whatever it is. But it tastes with the dairy milk. nicer than kind of normal dairy milk. And how are you feeling about the portion size of it? Content? Well, or it was depends it a, how a big a packet you buy. No, well, the one you've just <laughs> eaten, a frustrating aperitif or mm, nice little sugary snack. Well, yeah, it depends, doesn't it? I would like, in my head, I would like to be the kind of person who goes, right, I have one little chocolate and it would be really nice and I'll kind of savour it um, and, you know, great. But if there was a packet in front of me rather than just the one chocolate, I would just... You'd have smashed the box. yeah. And it would, to be fair, though, it wouldn't as, be as nice by as the end. Much would as, no, <laughs> and as much as it might have been like <clears throat> you, nice to be the kind of person that could just sort of have one chocky and go, "Oh, I'm sated," mm. you wouldn't have probably got a relationship with me. No. Yum in my tongue. Thank you so much to Susie Ruffle. I can't implore you enough to see Susie live. She's touring at the moment, including she's at the Soho Theatre in March, I think. Check out her website. It's susieruffle.com. Susie with an I, Ruffle with two Fs and two Ls. And her Twitter is at Susie Ruffle. Also, she has a BBC special coming out. Her last show, which I saw and is the absolute knockers. Go, go, go. Looking for that. And she has a really lovely podcast of her own called Like-Minded Friends with the dear and brilliant Tom Allen. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. If you're 
you're listening to this before June, then I'm on tour with my stand-up show called The Silence of the Nans. I'm all over the UK and I'm adding new dates all the time, so come. More info on my Twitter, at Jessica Foster If you've enjoyed this, then please rate and review it and be kind about it. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on all the social medias. It's at The Hoovering Pod. Got something you want to say? You can email through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. 